Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. up and welcome into the athletic fantasy football podcast it is wednesday november 24th the day before thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving to everyone out there michael beller and Derek van riper going to talk through week 12 survivor pools here with you dvr happy thanksgiving to you um when we set this pool up back in september in week one we said we we're gonna do a two strike pool so far i am clean which is just shocking you have one strike against you are you alive in any of your actual survivor pools beyond this one nope this is it um the titans let me down and it was a, a split decision i co-managed the entry in the pentathlon league that we've talked about before mm-hmm. and i wasn't making a strong enough case to not use the titans last week to uh, get us to a different team and we didn't have the obvious pivot we talked about cleveland as the team that you and i both like you moved me to the browns <laughs> we'd already used them in that pool so they weren't an option so unfortunately i went down with a few other entries in that pool uh, maybe did just enough to have a shot to still win the overall in the pentathlon though so having this entry still alive and having done okay in that pool because mm-hmm. when you get knocked out actually matters there everywhere else if you're out you're out yep. uh, maybe it turned out okay I have one uh, survivor entry still alive uh, it's uh, started with probably about 500 people or so I want to say and we're down to 13 and I am one of those 13 so uh, hoping to keep things rolling because there could be a nice payout at the or there would be a nice payout at the end another could there would if I win I could win, and if I do win, there's a nice payout at the end of it. So hoping to keep that rolling here this week, and uh, my pick in that pool likely going to line up with where I am going in our pool right here. Let's talk about the popular picks for this week, DVR. As always, these pick use percentages come to us from Yahoo. Most popular pick is a Thanksgiving Day play, Cowboys over Raiders. That's actually the only spread that is up at a touchdown. Cowboys 7.5-point favorites in that game. 25.8% is the usage on Yahoo. Coming in next, Eagles over Giants, which is just a 3.5-point road spread, but 17.5% for the Eagles. 17.4% of people on the Bears over the Lions. They are favored by a field goal. That is also a Thanksgiving Day game. That one in Detroit. Ravens over Browns, 9.9%. Chargers over Broncos at 9.4%. DVR, let's get to your one true pick. You're feeling a little bit gambly here in Week 12, my friend, riding with the, uh, what, 17.5% of people that are on Eagles over Giants. Yeah, I mean, it's really not a a great week if you're looking for a big favorite because there aren't that many. Most of the matchups are very close, and for the bigger favorites, those are teams that we've generally all used in our pools, right? Sure, we would all love to use Dallas, but they are long gone for me and for most people out there. I think this comes down to the Giants being a truly bad team, and I've expressed a lot of concerns throughout this season 
about the Eagles and how good they really are. Their defense is proving it. I think two or three weeks ago on this show, I said, I'm just not quite sold they're an elite pass defense. They've played really well in the time since then. So egg on my face yet again. <laughs> yeah, Jason Garrett's out as offensive coordinator, but I, I think the limiting factors for the Giants are the personnel, right? And I think this is just the first step towards Joe Judge being replaced as head coach and Daniel Jones being pushed out as the starting quarterback. I think they're among the teams that are going to look for upgrades in both of those spots once we get to this offseason. So for me, there's always that concern when you're talking about two teams that know each other well, especially a divisional matchup where you're picking against the home team. That can backfire in a big way in Survivor. You can't get away from that by going with the Bears against the Lions, and then you got to <laughs> rely on Andy Dalton. Like yes, I don't, I don't want to rely on Andy Dalton in Week 12 of a Survivor pool. You know, likely without Allen Robinson, it's just a bad situation almost everywhere you turn. And for me, there's just a little more confidence in the Eagles being better than the Bears right now with all the injuries the Bears have and the Giants not being that much better than the Lions. Like the perception of those two teams is that the Giants mm-hmm. are a lot better. I think the Giants are only slightly better, so you're not getting that much of an edge picking against the Lions this week. So that's where my head's at. I know I've been waffling on the Eagles for a long time, but yeah, like like most of the people out there, like anyone who doesn't have the Cowboys available, the Eagles are the first pivot for me where I get to make that decision. Before I go any further, let me just address something here. Um, I, I totally forgot what my background looked like because I wasn't looking at the uh, the streaming screen. I was looking at our show rundown screen, and then I clicked over to the streaming screen, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, sitting on the ground with a bed behind me and some uh, interesting artwork on the walls. Uh, at my uh, mother-in-law's house, we are in Cleveland visiting family for Thanksgiving, so that explains the setup. There you go. We make it work. We bring the survivor picks to you no matter what, and DVR bringing to you Eagles over Giants. This just feels, I mean, like, let me, uh, who else do you have available? Like, you don't have the Patriots. You don't have the Cowboys in this. So I see where you're going with the Eagles. No interest in, like, Bengals over Steelers. That's actually, I think, the next highest spread on the board. Bengals are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Steelers. That's the next biggest spread behind Cowboys and Patriots. No interest in going with that one? No, the entire AFC North gives me heartburn now. <laughs> every every time I start to feel good about something I see there, mm-hmm. I am turned the other direction in a big way with like a, a double-digit blowout surprising loss. It is chaos in that division right now. Yep. The Steelers, they made that game against the Chargers look a lot closer than it really was on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fluky interception... Uh, the deflection interception late in that right. game, I think that could have been a double-digit win for the Chargers relatively easily, right? Like It, it looked just, like it was going to be for three and a half quarters. Yeah, so I don't want to take too much of, of just the how that game played out and, and think, oh yeah, the Steelers are a little better than, than I mm-hmm. thought. It's not like that at all. They still have a lot of injury issues. They're a flawed team. Uh, but I think for me, what it comes down to is also not having a ton of faith in the Eagles overall. Like I, I don't... I, I don't want to save them for later. I don't see any future must-save situations for them. I realize like at this point in the season that that's almost a total fool's errand anyway because mm-hmm. every single week could be the week that you win the whole right. thing. Exactly. But what's the leverage play? Like, What's the secondary play that I actually want, right? If, if I think everyone in the pool is going to be on the Eagles, I have to get away from them somehow. And I guess for me, if I had to go for a true leverage play, it's the Panthers. 
Yeah, it's, sure. it's the Panthers over the Dolphins. Like the Bears over the Lions are the more comfortable pick. Like they're the true like second pick of the teams I have available. But if I'm trying to do the thing that's different than everybody else, expecting those other two games to be games that knock people out, I think the Panthers take care of business against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, to me, are not a good team. Mm-hmm. I think Cam with the Panthers makes them a much higher floor team, much more difficult team to deal with. A healthy Christian McCaffrey, as we talked about last week, makes them more difficult to deal with. Defensively, they can do some things that are going to cause some problems for Tua Tungavailoa. So I think there's... There's a, a few things about the Panthers that I like in that spot. So for me, like they're the they're the leverage play. If you don't feel good about the Eagles, if you don't feel good about the Bears, I think you can talk yourself pretty comfortably into the Panthers, and you're not dealing with some of those road dynamics with an interdivision or an indivision game the way you are with both Bears, Lions, and Eagles, Giants. You know, I'm in a fortunate spot in this pool and in the pool where I am playing for some money in that. I have the Patriots over the Titans. I have that still as an available pick to me. I've not used the Patriots yet, and that's the direction I'm going to go here. I am not someone who is buying the, oh, are the Patriots the best team in the AFC? Bill Belichick doing it again, getting things going, defense and efficient quarterback in a run game, can still win that way in the NFL. Not going down that road. Not into that narrative whatsoever. The narrative I am into, however, is that they're six-and-a-half-point favorites playing at home against a Tennessee team that still doesn't really know what it is without Derrick Henry. I will say that last week they did get things going offensively in a way we hadn't seen without Derrick Henry. 420 yards of offense in their loss to the Texans. That was more than the two Derrick Henry-less wins combined. But I think we have to put a little bit of an little bit of an asterisk next to that. Excuse me, knowing that it was against the Houston Texans, and then Ryan Tannehill just turned into a turnover machine, which is something that we don't expect to see from Ryan Tannehill and shouldn't expect to see on Sunday, even though it's a much tougher defense that he's playing in New England. He's still not going to have Derrick Henry, though. He might not have AJ Brown, and it's like, I mean, DVR. What does this offense do without Derrick Henry and AJ Brown? I have no idea what it does. I mean, it's a, it's already been super ugly, and like we're talking about. Dontrell Hilliard and um, you know they they release Adrian Peterson and you know Jeremy McNichols maybe gets back and Deontay Foreman and you know uh, Nick Westbrook Akine stepping up and Marcus Johnson getting hurt last week was a huge blow to that offense like that says a whole lot about where this offense is so you know I think if if the Titans and Patriots were to meet six weeks from now eight weeks from now whatever it might be in the playoffs. I will be all over the Titans in that spot, assuming that they are back to full health. But in this spot, with the way these two teams are currently constructed, the Patriots absolutely deserve to be six and a half point favorites against them. I think this is a pretty like this. This is not a pick without risk. But with where we are in survivor pools, if you have the Patriots left, I feel like you almost have to take the Patriots in what is a really tough week. I mean, even if even if you had even if you were starting from scratch and you had every single team available to you this week, this would be a tough week. If this were week one, it would be hard to find a survivor that you really liked. And it's week twelve. So if you have the Patriots available, it's hard for me to get away from them. Yeah, actually you should start a new pool for week twelve. Make it a pick two <laughs> pool because yeah. I don't know if anybody's gonna make it out if they have to make two selections. If I had yeah. the Patriots left, I would definitely use them. I think the difference in the in the spreads uh, really highlights it all. A big part of that is just New England being at home, but I think it also mm-hmm. speaks to how banged up Tennessee is. I don't have an answer to your question. Without Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, what do the Titans do on offense? Whole lot of nothing, probably. I mean I how are they going to run the ball effectively? How are they going to move yeah. the ball through the air? Yeah, Julio Jones is still out too, right? So they're just woefully thin in that group of pass catchers. I don't think that's necessarily 
a knock on Ryan Tannehill, I think just about any quarterback in this situation would struggle to generate offense with this group. So uh, while I would look at the Titans and completely agree with you, if they meet again you know, six, seven weeks from now, early in the playoffs, and the Titans are, are healthy, I could see this being almost a, a pick em, even in New England. But mm-hmm. I think this is a reflection of just where these two teams are at right now, health-wise, form-wise, and that absolutely matters. So I am definitely disappointed I don't have the Patriots left because I feel like <laughs> they're one of the, the easier picks to justify on the board here in Week 12. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, before we talk about some other secondary picks, and if there even are, Any picks to avoid this week? Just want to say that we do have a Black Friday deal going on here at The Athletic. If you're not yet a subscriber, $1 a month for the next 12 months. Put another way, 12 bucks for the next year you can get in the door. Go to theathletic.com slash fantasyfootballpod to take advantage of that offer. DVR, uh, you already mentioned the Panthers as the leverage play that you would go with. Bears-Lions on the radar here, like... I don't know, man. Like uh, the Bears, like the Bears should be field goal favorites. I think there's, I think even without Justin Fields, even with Andy Dalton starting in that game on Thanksgiving, I think that's totally fair that the Bears are field goal favorites. But like, couldn't like, would anyone be surprised if that was the game that ended pools? That like eighty percent, you know, seventeen and a half percent, whatever. You're in a pool with four people left, and three of them take the Bears, and you don't, and that's why you win. No one would be surprised if Andy Dalton goes 17 for 35 with a touchdown and two interceptions and is the reason that survivor pools end this week yeah I mean it could just be a really ugly opening game on Thanksgiving between those two teams Jared Goff like 50 50 ish to play Uh at the time of this recording yeah that makes them a little better but it doesn't make me want to run away from the Bears entirely either because last we saw Jared Goff I think was against the Steelers a couple weeks ago getting you know, 2.5 yards per attempt. I, I didn't think that was possible in an NFL game, but he, <laughs> he did it somehow. Uh, and it, I mean, Tim Boyle followed up with something very close to that against the Browns last week. And again, like, <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's easy to make jokes at the expense of Jared Goff, but look at uh-huh. that supporting cast right now. That is oh, one of the ugly. worst groups of pass catchers I think I've ever seen. I'm 37 years old. I've watched the NFL since I was about seven years old. So this is about 30 years of consuming football. And I'm having a difficult time with a clear, like, oh, this this pass catching group was just as bad as what the Lions have right now. I guess the, the silver lining is, well, they do have TJ Hawkinson, but that's about it. That's all they have right now. So all that to say, the other team that I would consider, I don't have them available in our pool, but I think they're a viable option for a secondary pick if you haven't used them. San Francisco. They're a three-point favorite at home against Minnesota. The Vikings are riding high, coming off that win against the Packers last week. But that was their season. Like they, they needed to get back to 500 to stay in the the playoff race. They needed it. Something you said on this show maybe a week or two ago. Now, the Niners are finally getting healthy. Like Mm -hmm. as far as some of their their core key players, and they haven't been completely healthy really for any stretch yet this season. I think they are a, a tier above the Vikings. The Vikings are like a wow. fringy playoff team. For me, the Niners are more like a legitimate like 
in the playoffs and can do some damage. I mean, yeah, I I think (laughs) if I had to bet one of them to make the playoffs, it's San Francisco for sure. Well, I mean, two out of these two teams and the Saints and the Eagles and the Panthers, like two of those teams are going to the playoffs. Yeah, I think of the teams you mentioned, I think San Francisco is the, the best of all those teams. I think the Vikings are the best of all those teams, personally. Just because of I, I, what they do on offense, they do so well and they do reliably. So I think they're the best of the. I'm not not that I'm, I'm not taking the Vikings as a survivor play, but man, 49ers, that's a that's a spicy one. That should be in that's a let's get crazy pick right there, DVR. You also have Seahawks and over the Washington football team, which is wild in my estimation, <laughs> based on what we've seen from uh, the Seattle offense since Russell Wilson first got hurt. But uh, I feel like the Niners as a survivor pick is just as crazy as Seahawks over Washington. Yeah, I would keep San Francisco in in the bottom of the secondary group, but Seattle's my uh, let's get wild pick. I mean, they're a road <laughs> underdog on Monday Night yes. Football, only a one point <laughs> dog, but. Um, a team that I haven't had an excuse to use all season long. Not a lot of places where I would feel good about them. Generally, you feel a lot better about them at home. But hey, look, desperate times call for desperate measures. So if you're going for that, you're going for that sweep, going for that, I want that standalone pick, and you don't think Carolina is unique enough, then go all the way down to Seattle. But that's really a more of a, a desperation Hail Mary sort of call. Yeah, that really is more of a desperation thing. I'll throw one out there uh, just in terms of the fact that they're not heavily used, according to Yahoo. Buffalo Bills at 3.3%. I am certain that part of the reason the Bills are only 3.3% used is because most people who are in survivor pools still have already used the Bills Mm -hmm. to get to this point. If you haven't, I love this spot for the Bills. Saints are without Alvin Kamara, most likely. Most likely also without Mark Ingram. I mean, this offense without those guys is nothing. I mean, they're, they're like, it's crazy the offenses that we have in the NFL this season. We were just talking about the pass catchers for Detroit. How about the pass catchers for New Orleans? How about the pass catchers for Atlanta right now? How about Jacksonville? I mean, there are some bad offenses in the NFL this season, and New Orleans, with those guys out, is right there among them. The Bills get to play in a dome this week. You're like, forget about what where the Bills, where Bills fans live. Forget about what sort of weather Bills fans are comfortable with in late November. The Bills are a team that is built to play indoors and in warm weather. And they get to do that this week against New Orleans in the Dome. This has just got bounce back written all over it. I understand why you would want to save the Bills if you were still here and had them. I wouldn't mess around with that if I had the Bills. I would maybe even think about taking the Bills before I took the Patriots if I had both available. I think I would still lean Patriots, but it would at least be a thought process in my head. I don't have the Bills here. I don't have the Bills anywhere. But if I did, I love them in this spot. I think they absolutely bounce back against an inferior New Orleans team. Yeah, I I think I would use the Patriots over the Bills if I still had both available, but I like the Mm -hmm. Bills more than everybody else we talked about. And as you mentioned, I'm among... The many who've already used them at some point this season. You're right. That Saints offense is so banged up right now. It's it's the Titans situation, but we're also into backup quarterbacks with them too. So yeah. that makes it even worse. So it would just take a lot uh, from that defense, especially if they're going to find a way to win that game at home against Buffalo on Thursday night. It's an interesting week in the survivor world. It almost always is, but we've heard we're 12 weeks deep. Everyone's used at least 11 teams. Some pools we've used more than that because you have to make two picks. You've used at least 11 teams. It would be a hard week if this were week one. It is week 12. It's Thanksgiving. There's three games on Thursday. We got so much going on and just one spread that is a touchdown or bigger. Just two spreads that are six points or bigger going to be a big week. Could definitely see survivor pools ending here in week 12. This show also ending 
right now. Thank you for listening. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. Happy Thanksgiving. Good luck in your survivor pools. We'll still be here next week. We hope you are too. See you then. Bye. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.